Welcome to World Footprints Radio, the show where we celebrate responsible travel, culture, and heritage. Featuring your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. Now, World Footprints Radio. Today, we're meeting some colorful people in touring some colorful places as we do some island hopping in the Grenadines. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to World Footprints, the leading voice in socially responsible travel and lifestyle. I'm Tanya Fitzpatrick, and along with my husband, Ian, we're exploring the truly breathtaking southern Grenadines, Palm Island, and Tobago Keys as we continue our journey through St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Thanks, dear. On today's World Footprints, we're in the southern Grenadines and we'll share the beauty and magic of this special part of the world. First up, we'll explore the island where today's show originates, Palm Island and the Palm Island Resort, where General Manager Chris Gita will entice you to pay a visit to this private island resort that's a total escape from the hassles of the world. We pride ourselves on um, the, 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 the scenic aspects of the island. Um, it's an island where you come and you only expect peace, tranquility, uh, just a chill factor. Uh, no television, no phones, nothing um, you know that is going to make your vacation any more complicated. Then we'll seek out Palm Island's resident artist and doctor, Patrick Chevalier. Doc Chevalier is one of the world's finest undersea artists, and we'll learn about his art and his family's life as Palm's only permanent residence. I painted more and more of this uh underwater scenes and uh, with a lot of success you know I could barely provide uh, people were passive at this time there were far more people popping by and uh, they were buying me the paintings barely dry I mean, uh, no no doesn't matter I take it take it finally we'll travel by powerboat to the Tobago Keys Marine Park this protected wildlife preserve of five isles bordered by a giant horseshoe reef and teeming with wildlife and wild sea turtles is unmatched in its natural beauty. The aquamarine blue and green waters of Tobago Keys draws boaters, divers, and snorkelers alike to these heavenly isles for the chance of a lifetime to swim with the turtles, among other things, as park ranger Lesroy Knoll shares. And um, fortunate for us, um, we've been able to use this as, as, as part of our marketing tool to get people coming here. And we are now promoting what we, what we call Swimming with the Turtles. Um, so you can go, hopefully, I know you'll get a chance. I know we have some sightings already. you get a chance to at least have a snorkel and see some beautiful marine life underwater. I'm Tanya Fitzpatrick. And I'm Ian Fitzpatrick, and this is World Footprints. Visit and connect with us at worldfootprints.com. Palm Island and its 135 acres is everything you could imagine in an island. This private island resort here in the southern Grenadines is an eco-friendly, all-inclusive, intimate tropical paradise, where upon your arrival by boat, General Manager Chris Gita and his staff welcomes you to a magical place you'll never forget. Joining us right now is Chris Gita, the General Manager of Palm Island Resort. Chris Thank you for being with us on World Footprints. You've got a beautiful resort here. It is truly Shangri-La for visitors. Uh, it just takes you away. You feel like you could 
be in your own private enclave here, which is really what this is. Talk to us about the philosophy behind Palm Island. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, I'm Chris Jeter. Um, I'm the general manager of Palm Island. And Palm Island is only 135 acres uh, located in the southern Grenadines. We pride ourselves on um, the, 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 the scenic aspects of the island. Um, it's an island where you come and you only expect peace, tranquility, uh, just a chill factor. Uh, no television, no phones, nothing um, you know, that is going to make your vacation any more complicated. Um, we also you know, uh, are very indigenous in our production. We, we try as much as possible to provide all our clients, you know, far and wide, um, organic food. Uh, we have a very Afro-Caribbean menu. We have uh, two restaurants, um, uh, boats of lunch, one of which is open for dinner. The other one is open uh, maybe two nights of the week for dinner as well. Um, <clears throat> The island in itself, um, yeah, a total of 78 staff members on island. Um, 26, um, I will say, of the technical ones are from mainland St. Vincent, and the others are from Union Island. But altogether, it's a, it's a lovely bunch of people who pride themselves on service delivery and making sure your every expectation is met on a destination where peace and tranquility is the theme. So, Chris, first I want to know what your story is, because everybody has a story here. A lot of, you know, I would assume a lot of the visitors here come here for a specific purpose, maybe to find themselves, maybe to just relax. But what is your story? What brought you here? I'll tell you. I'm, I'm from the neighboring island of Grenada, which isn't too far away from me, actually just 32 miles down. Uh, in 2004, actually, I was offered a, a job on this island to be the F&B director. Now, being a person who, you know, is a little petrified of the sea, uh, I got a ride to this island on a, on a dinghy or a speedboat. And actually, when I got here, my tie, I remember my shirt, my tie was, was, was wet and salty, and my face was filled with, with uh, all the, the, the skirmish from the ride coming up from uh, P.D. Martinic and Karakou. And I said to myself um, at the end of the interview with Mr. Rob Bart, um, the owner of the island, I said to him, look, this is a place I love to be. But the sea, I just don't do small boats. So he did promise me I was going to go back down on a bigger boat that I'd appreciate a, lot, a whole lot more. So my return to Palm Island wouldn't be so you know, extraordinary as it was in the initial stage. Now, when I got to Grenada, I have to say I thought about it long and hard, and I said, you know what? I just remember that speedboat all too well and how wet and salty I was on my arrival at Palm Island, and I just would not be back on Palm Island. Um, not too long after that, actually, it must, have, must have been about three and a half years I, I, you know, after I left Grenada working for Peter de Savre. I worked in St. Lucia with the government doing customer service training and working with uh, the village in and spa was the operation manager there. And one day I got this call from Rob Bart and he said to me, his secretary actually, and she said to me, um, Mr. Bart would like you to pick him up at the airport. And I dropped what I was doing and I went down to the airport, I picked him up and we went to that lovely restaurant called um, The Coal Pot in St. Lucia. And we sat there for a while, and he started pulling out all his guests coming here, and he said, this is Palm Island, and I want you to go to manage Palm Island. So I thought about it, and my next question was, um, bigger boats? And he said, yes, <laughs> and I'm back on Palm Island. I've been here actually for three years. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, we thoroughly enjoyed our boat ride here, and that's part of the experience is that, yes, it is an island, and therefore you have to arrive by boat. Yes. And so we uh, took a short flight from St. Vincent uh, to the Union Island Airport, and then from there we caught 
a golf cart from the airport to the Anchorage Marina and then boarded a boat. And uh, one of the things about Palm Island, even though we understand there are a few Jeeps here, but most of the transport on this 130-some-acre island is by golf cart. That's absolutely correct. And, and the way you came in uh, is exactly how all our clan comes in. They go down the Twin Otter in Barbados, and the journey takes about 45 minutes to Union Island. Uh, and the boat ride is just about seven minutes over to Palm. Um, in truth and in fact, I will say, I, w- I, w- I will defer a little, I will say most of my clans, or if not all of my clans, they get around on, f- on feet. Okay. Um, we have a couple golf carts, two of which I will use for the villas, but, you know, even that, you know, sometimes a clan said, well, you know what, it's only 135 acres, we really don't need a golf cart. But, you know, because, you know, in the night after you drink and eat at a bar, you want to, you know, relax to get to the villa as opposed to walking it out, out to the villa, and it's pretty dark in the night as well, um, I think they use, the use of the golf cart comes into effect. But other than that, um, the majority of the clans, they get strong on, on foot, and, um, and, and they're happy to do that because they're in a peaceful, tranquil setting where all they think about is just relaxation and comfort, and the easiest thing to do is to take a stroll around the island. I want to talk a little bit about the architecture here. It, you know, it's very islandish, and I, that's not a, a, a proper phrase I know or description, but it's it's very islandish. And I'm curious what, if anything, influenced the architecture. It's very uh, aesthetically pleasing. Um, but I know a couple of other places that we've been to on this trip have modeled after another island that it, everybody knows about, Mystique. Um, what has been the influence here? I tell you, because of the proximity to, um, to the sea, Remember, it's only 135 acres, so the proximity to, 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 to the sea, you cannot really go entirely lavish or almost lavish in terms of your setting. So you want to have um, 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 supplies and, um, and, and, and your, your, your fittings or the outfit of the hotel should be um, conducive to salt and seawater and just the, the raw um, warmth of the, of the salt water. Uh, so you'll find that um, we went for a more of a rustic charm. So you have uh, the, the finish that is, I mean, it's beautiful. But again, the proximity to the sea blast and, you know, how quick things can get corroded on the island. You want to go for something that is solid but simple in that peaceful, tranquil setting. So I would say the, the, the whole theme of the island, uh, and don't get me wrong, it can be, um, it can be a five-star setting with, you know, molten brown and all the best amenities and faucets and fixtures around the world. But when you put that in, you'll find out that the maintenance, it's a lot more, it's a lot more, um, it's, a, it's a lot more tedious, it's a lot more time-consuming, and, you know, you don't want to be in your room, and we have to interrupt you to do your safe maybe two, three times, because we've got this big electronic safe that, you know, uh, or maybe the, the, the fans, or maybe the telephone system in the room. Um, so, again, because of the, 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 how resistant they are to the sea blast, we, we go for simple things, elegant, simple, but to give you that rustic charm, that rustic feel in the environment you're in. One of the things that's unique about this place, almost every room type here has its own little private space, whether it's a little terrace or a, or a balcony with the chairs and so forth that allow people to enjoy the ocean and the sea nearby, and that's, that's one of the unique things. Talk to us about the multiplicity of uh, room types that you have here that really meet to any kind of need, particularly those looking for a romantic escape. Absolutely. Well, to begin with, uh, we have four levels of suites, um, but um, ideally, um, as you would have mentioned, they're very, they're very private and uh, they're, very, they're very romantic, and it, 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 it allows for two persons to connect. Because the space is just about enough in the room. Um, it is very user-friendly. 
um, you'll find that um, the, 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 even your, your footpath getting into the room, um, it almost allows just for two persons to walk and not so much people to be on your footpath. Um, so it's a very, it's a very, the, the settings is done in such a way that when you get to this island, it has to be a couple's resort. It has to be somebody that connects with somebody or is looking for to connect with somebody. So that's where you find the deco in the room. It is very chic. It is very um, rustic, but chic. And um, also the, the layout of the room, it, it's very intimate. It's, you have your own private feel. Um, if you go from the, the lowest category, you know, which is our palm view, you have a very lavish um, bathroom inside of there with a tub. Um, you would think, well, minute, well, wait a minute, um, we don't have a family here, but it's pretty big. But again, just looking at the layout, it allows for two people to connect just from about any area in the room. And if you go to a highest category, let's, let's just take the, uh, the Seagrip suite. You have a, a pretty big bathtub, pretty big bathroom, again, walk-in shower. And even, again, the entrance to your room, it might be very narrow where two people can just connect and get into the room. And then you get in there, you have that big you know, um, space, and it's just for you. And um, it is just what we promote, intimacy. We attract the honeymooners. We attract the... the, 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 the um, people who wants to get married on the island and we attract you know a, a lot of couples who just want to spend time in their own space with them and that's that's what we aim to provide and what about some of the guests who you know want to come for the privacy the luxury and just the relaxation but they also want to experience the culture what sets this island apart to let the visitors know we're in the west indies versus we're in Hawaii or any other beautiful island out there. I will have to say the gracious personalities, the employees. Um, to begin with, in my recruitment process, I recruit uh, personalities as opposed to recruiting skills. But what makes it very easy for me and even my clients, um, the friendliness and the warmth of this, uh, you know, I will just say Union Island and St. Vincent, which is a territory we're in right now, the, the, the warmth and the friendliness of these people is overwhelming. So... Getting to talk to them, they, they, make, they, they make themselves um, you know, very much um, apparent in your every area of the property, not intrusive, but they make themselves, themselves available so you can have an easy conversation with them. They're all very smiley, smiley faces. They pride themselves on what they have, they, they, how indigenous they are, the, 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 the Grenadines are. Um, the national dish, they will always be talking to you about the national dish. They'll always be talking to you about the turtles, the sandpipers, just the, 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 the settings in itself. They pride themselves on that and they carry that with them in the jobs and in the smiles. And, and um, you know, they, that it, the service delivery is maybe one of the, um, the components that we, that we work on the most, but it's very easy to work on because already everybody is very receptive and very fun and friendly. So it's very easy to introduce a new concept and say this is how this concept is going to be worked. And they embrace it as theirs and they take it as, as the process that this is what is going to make my guests happier. And then they aim to provide that with you, but they don't lose themselves in the culture. They always want to tell you about the culture, where they're from, what they're doing, what happens to the turtles when it nests, you know, what is the nesting season, what happened to the lobsters, where can you snorkel? Yeah, what do you get in the sea? And this is something that is filtered from top down, bottom up, through the entire resort. You know, a couple of questions as we were driving around, we saw a lot of private homes. And so I want to ask you about the relationship between the private homeowners and the property, because Palm Island is both private and, I guess, publicly owned in, in some respects. And then all the beautiful artwork that we see around in every single room in the, this beautiful open-air lobby that yeah. we, we find ourselves in right now, um, we will be interviewing Doc uh, Chevalier later. But talk about... You know, some of the, the art that you've commissioned. I'm assuming you've commissioned all this work from him. Yes. Well, um, 
the, the as you rightfully mentioned, um, Dr. Patrick Chevalier, he's the, um, he's, the, he's the island artist. And he's very famous for um, doing all his, um, doing all his um, this, this coral paintings and this sea life paintings. And um, uh, we, 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 we could not have chosen a better person who also um, is a, a very good character. Um, he's, uh, he's French. Uh, he also, um, you know, he's been a doctor for all his life, a family doctor. And um, he has that passion for painting. And uh, he will, anything passes, a, a gecko lizard passes, a sandpiper passes, and he has the opportunity to sit down for five minutes. He will do the sketch. And then two days later, you enter his gallery and he said, Doc, I saw you looking yesterday. What were you looking at? This is what I was looking at. And he will hold that pin off for you, and it will be the most amazing thing. But um, again, you know, in keeping with the theme of the island, um, that, 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 that rustic charm and that feel whereby it's a nature reserve, because that's what we promote, peacefulness, you know, um, tranquility, wildlife, marine life. So in keeping with all of that, we've had a very, you know, a very, um, a very good doctor and a very good artist to bind all these um, this, 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 this natural aspects and put it into glorious or glorified paintings. And then we transcend it into a guest room, and then it turns, you know, the wildlife center of, um, of the Grenadines. Well, one of the things about coming to work each and every day for you, you are, you are here on this island. You get to enjoy the beauty of this and to interact with all of these guests uh, and all of the visitors from all over the world, and you get to leave this indelible impression on them. That has to make you feel good about coming in each and every day and just really sharing your little part of the world with uh, the rest of us because this is truly remarkable for those who can come here and experience this. Absolutely. I, I am very energized. Uh, um, you know, um, just the feeling of, um, of n the feeling knowing that I have clients coming in, it excites me and my employees to get out there to welcome them to this island. The feeling knowing that they're living and we know we are 100% certain we want them to come back. It gives me that energy to get out to the jetty to say goodbye and thank you and do come again. So um, my clients energize me. My staff also, maybe I will say, is the, is the hallmark of my experience here. Because again, you know, as I mentioned before, the personality is, you know, it, it, it excites me. It's a, 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 you know, a part of the Caribbean we have worked, you know, as a group of people that have worked with and have enjoyed it totally. Um, they, they, they're, they're, they're very sincere. They're very um, receptive. Uh, they're very enthusiastic. They have a lot of wisdom and they have, a, you know, they, they, have that ex they have that facial expression that says, I'm yearning for more knowledge. And I, as a consultant myself, because I, I did um, teaching for quite some time, I am very energized to get up my bed every morning and get out here, meet my employees, know exactly how I can give them, you know, positive, you know, uh, reinforcement in the, you know, in the, in, the, in the different job, you know, just descriptions. And, you know, then we look forward to our guests coming and leaving. It excites me. Now, you've got a lot of recreational offerings here, but there's this pretty unique sport I understand you have called Palm Island Golf. You actually have golf here, but people describe it as a special kind of golf. What is Palm Island Golf? Palm Island Golf is, you know, very. It's a very, very special golf. It's to begin with. Tiger Woods never came, <laughs> so I say, <laughs> I say, I say to all my clients who is very energized about playing golf. I say to them, when you get to that area and you see that big question mark, it says it all. When you start driving or pitching from one hole to the other. If you get to that green and you didn't see that ball, it means the iguanas that live in the territory, they might have taken the ball off the, the green, or the crabs might have taken the balls off the green. So you have a lot of characters on the golf course. Oh. So it's, 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 it's really not a golf course where you expect to go there and uh, through 50 yards and put your best iron in and your best shot in. Don't expect that. We do have golf clubs, by the way. But when you get there, you're playing with a 
iguanas, you're playing with the crabs, <laughs> and you're in for a real treat. <laughs> oh my goodness! Talk about course hazards. This uh, this added dimension of ball thieves is uh, something one has to watch out. Chris Gita, the general manager of Palm Island Resort, we thank you so much for being with us on World Footprints today. It's a great pleasure having you. I really do hope you enjoy your, ho- your hospitality. You know the hospitality which with, with us, and I do hope you come again. Thank you very much. Pleasure. After the break, we'll catch up with Palm Island's resident artist and doctor, Patrick Chevalier, one of the world's finest undersea artists. I painted more and more of these uh, underwater scenes, and uh, with a lot of success, you know, I could barely provide. Uh, people were passing, but at this time there were far more people popping by, and uh, they were buying me the paintings barely dry. I mean, oh, no, no, doesn't matter, I take it, take it. Next, as World Footprints continues. Hi, my name is Asatuya Sara. I am from Samoa, and I really love the World Footprints radio, and I love this family that talk to me like friends to me. World Footprints Radio is an award-winning broadcast and leader in socially conscious travel. Hosts Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick bring you entertaining and informative interviews with well-known celebrities, newsmakers, authors and industry professionals. From environmental leaders like Bobby Kennedy Jr. and David Rockefeller Jr. to conservationists like actress Stephanie Powers and director Ken Burns. Tune in to hear travel journalism at its best. Visit unique places from around the world and stop by the worldfootprints.com website for comprehensive travel information including special daily travel deals. Did you know that World Footprints has something for everyone? From great radio shows with celebrity guests and the latest travel news and information to dynamic travel deals and more. Make worldfootprints.com your first stop. Also, don't forget to visit the Travel Marketplace for sales on travel essentials and services. Discover paradise on the islands of St. Vincent and the Grenadines, a tropical paradise of 32 beautiful Caribbean islands for yachting, scuba diving, enjoying nature, and relaxing in luxurious hideaways is waiting for you. Run away from a hectic life and let the people of St. Vincent and the Grenadines spoil you. I'm Ian Fitzpatrick with World Footprints, and we rediscovered ourselves by discovering St. Vincent and the Grenadines. See for yourself at discoversdg.com. I am Marlon Joseph from the St. Vincent and the Grenadines Tourism Authority. We had a wonderful time with Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick of World Footprints, and we are encouraging, well, inviting you to come down to St. Vincent and the Grenadines and see exactly what we have to offer. You're listening to World Footprints Radio, awarded as the best travel audio podcast by the North American Travel Journalists Association. Here's Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to World Footprints. I'm Tanya Fitzpatrick. We're back on Palm Island. If you visit Palm Island, chances are you'll discover the gallery and home of Palm Island's most colorful resident artist and doctor, Patrick Chevalier. Dr. Chevalier is one of the world's finest undersea artists. He and his wife are Palm Island's only permanent residents, and they opened their home and their studio as we talked about life and art here on Palm Island with the ever-charismatic and colorful Doc. Thank you so much for welcoming us into your home and your studio. Yeah, no problem. You're always welcome. You know, nice people and people who who are interested on Palm Island are always welcome here. No problem. 
Uh, that's 17 years we are living here. Oh. And in fact, uh, we are the only permanent resident on the, of the island. Oh. We are the only, actually my wife and myself, we are the only permanent resident because people are working at the resort, you know, they are not, that's not their home. And uh, all these villas, uh, dozens of villas, are just holiday homes, uh, empty most of the time. So, in fact, we are the only two residents of the island. So, so Doc, what brought you here? And how long has this island been uh, established? But what brought you here as well? Well, because uh, 30 years ago, sailing, I sailed the Atlantic, uh, the Atlantic sail. I settled in uh, in Dominica, then in Les Santos, and I got the habit to sail there, and uh, so I knew the place a bit. And uh, well, uh, 17, 18 years ago, we wanted to have some change, and uh, that's a long story. But uh, finally, we 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 ended we ended here, and uh, was quite happy about the island. You know, the the story began in uh, 1966 here when a couple of Americans, John and Mary Caldwell, who were uh, doing some charter since many years uh, from uh, Grenada to Antigua uh, since uh, six years after having rounding the world sailing you know they said this, uh, and uh, that one day they realized uh, John realized that it could be the island of his dream you know at this time the island was completely uninhabited. There was just a huge, huge swamp, it was swamp and bush, and uh, mosquito infected. It was absolutely impossible to go to do a uh, just few steps inside. It it was impossible, and uh, it was barely a, a picnic uh, stopover, you know, and uh, a hunting place from the beach from when the the pigeon season. So he he succeeded to get a lease from the government uh, to get this island. Uh, I think he succeeded to get it for a dollar a year, you know, at this time. And um, immediately they began to work uh, uh, to get rid of the swamp, to get rid of the bush, to get rid of the mosquito. It had been a huge, huge, enormous job. Uh, and uh, Mostly because they have no money. You know, they began the development here with ten thousand dollar US, which was their saving. Mm. And with that, they they were planning to build up a resort. You know, and finally they made it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, little by little. Um, the, the first opening was uh, in nineteen sixty seven for Christmas. You know, with two guests so without just one room. No power. It was very, and little by little, they succeeded to uh, to build uh, the resort. Mostly because he had the idea of uh, subleasing piece of land, mm-hmm. you know, on the sublease, and um, so that provide him and, and to build houses on them villas that provide him the money to build uh, to build the resort little by little. And uh, well, uh, I can say that about. Uh, ten years later, the, the resort was operating was operating well, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a family business, and in fact, you know, Marie, John, the two sons, the grandson, and so on. It was a kingdom here. And um, but unfortunately, after many years, they had some financial problems, 
and uh, they were worrying a lot. Finally, John was at 80 years old, uh, got a stroke and died. That was uh, 13 years ago now. And uh, his wife sold the island. And then uh, uh, two uh, small um, um, small resort chains specialized in the Caribbean, uh, you know, uh, mostly American. And uh, then they've spent a lot of money to rebuild the resort, which had been reopened in, two, in January 2000. And since then, uh, it is about what you can see here. Uh, we eradicated the, we, uh, and finished to eradicate the swamp, you know, mm. because it was really, really, really swampy. A lot of job in the island, a mm. lot of job in the resort. And now it's a, quite a nice place. It's a beautiful place where I enjoy to live. You said you've been here for 17 years. What is it about Palm Island that's gone from this swamp to this basically Shangri-La for you, the place that is your inspiration for your art and for so much of what uh, you do? What, what, what was it about Palm Island that brought you here? Why is it such a special place to you? It's a special place because it's almost unique in the world. You know, when we arrived here, we uh, we have our two daughters. They were three and four. Hmm. Ah. So you actually raised your daughters here. We had, did homeschooling for the two girls, okay. mostly Virginia. Homeschooling on this table for twelve years. Hmm. That had been the big challenge. And um, now they are in France. They, they, they've achieved their university and so and so. But uh, they had been um, marked in prayer. They are stamped by the by this ambience, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and they have a very a big open mind because they got the habit to to live with in an adult world mm-hmm. since they are very, very very young. For them, never had been this separation between the adult world and the children world. Mm-hmm. We never had any problem with these two kids. Never had any problem because they're so open-minded and so and so. But that's, that's a long... That's a talk about education. It could be another subject, you know, because uh, then uh, I have a lot to say about, you know. I have been a general practitioner, a family doctor, and I had my theories about education that we applied for our two daughters, and it worked so fabulously, mm. you know. You have to understand. I will just say one thing. These two girls, they never woke up us, not once in their life, mm. when they were children. Never. It never happened. Never happened. That's a blessing. Never happened. <laughs> but, you know, my the basic for me was, and Virginia agreed, the education begins the day one. The education of a child doesn't begin when he is born year nine. No, no, no. <laughs> education begins day one. And it worked. Well, we are far from Palm Island now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doc, I want to now talk about your artwork. I, you've gone from medicine to a beautiful artist. And I'm curious about your work. I've looked at some of it through the villas. It's very, very detailed. How did you, how did you transition from medicine to art? Yeah, the transition. Oh yes, I know. I can tell you, <laughs> but I'm still practicing. You know, I'm not because when you're a doctor, a doctor for life. Yes. Yeah. You know, especially in a lonely place, a castaway place like that. When I am needed, I help. 
But uh, medicine is a hobby now, you know, mostly, okay. you know. As I used to say, uh, one patient today, okay. Uh, two patients, a bit crowdy. Uh, three, oh, no, no, came back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I got to have it there. Uh, how that happened, you know, it was not my plan to be a painter, uh, an artist, uh, when I came here. My plan was to... Um, to work uh, on the health center, Union Health Center, rehabilitated, do things, and so and so. Mm -hmm. But for two years, I have been impeached. Uh, impeached, impeached. Um, well, people in St. Vincent, you know, the yeah, yeah. medical board, they stopped me working, and so on. I could not work as a medical doctor for two years. Uh -huh. Because they thought I was a fake doctor, that I was escaping, or whatever, and so on. So <laughs> it lasts two years. So for two years, I couldn't do what I wanted to do, so I was painting more and more. Because painting was a hobby, but little by little, the hobby turned to be a real job. Mm -hmm. And it really turned this way when I was commissioned a big, lar very large uh, painting about underwater scene that, by, that I never did that. So little by little, I switched from uh, classic novel views and so on to novel battles. I switched to the underwater world, and as far as I'm a diver since uh, since ah. many years, you know. I began to dive in 1977, you know, in Dominica. So little by little, I am, I, I played more and more of these uh, underwater scenes, and uh, with a lot of success, you know. I could barely provide, uh, people were passing, well, at this time there were far more people popping by, and uh, they were buying me the paintings barely dry. I mean, oh, no, no, it doesn't matter. I take it, take it. So, a little by little, well, I began to be uh, not famous, but to have a... When I began to do shows, you know, in New York, in Florida, up and there, to be displayed in gallery, exhibit up and there, little by little. Well, there are not many uh, underwater artists, painters. I don't like this word, artist. Uh, painters with, uh, with a lot of details and, uh, you know, sticking to the reality. Well, um, worldwide, we are maybe less than 10, you know, you know them. Mm, you know, I am not a fanatic about the modern paint, contemporary painting, you know. Two strokes of brush, I finished, no, that's not my, you know. I spend, I spend hours and hours on a painting, you know. Happened to me to spend hundreds. 200 hours on one painting sometimes, you know. Mm. Uh, so, but people like that, that's a style. Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the contemporary style, I don't mind. But that's my style. I like details and precise and so and so. Mm -hmm. So little by little, uh, painting turned to be the main job and medicine, the hobby. <laughs> now you pretty much are what I would term a modern renaissance man. You are a painter, you are a doctor, you are a chef from what I understand, and so you have all of these talents, is, but, uh, and, and you put yourself into all of it, and when visitors come to Palm Island, they get a chance to experience your artwork. It adorns the rooms here, and the history that's, that's here, you have compiled so, so, so much of that for preservation for so many to come. Is there, is there anything that you don't dabble in to uh, <laughs> occupy your time here on uh, this beautiful island? You do so much. But, you know, 
I just wish that every day is 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And then, and then I will, I will have, I will have enough to, to keep busy. You know, I, I have not, not enough time yeah. to do what, to achieve whatever I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. So, sometimes people ask me, oh, but aren't you boring yourself here? I say, no, I'm busy, busy from the morning to evening. In fact, um, in fact, there is nothing else to do than work here. Mm. There is nothing else to do, so. But I work, what I want to do, I have no stress, mm. you know. Nobody to, to stress me out. Uh, I try to stay polite because sometimes my English is a bit, uh, <laughs> is a bit nasty, you know. You uh, my American. Did you hear your wife? No, no. What she said? She said she's here to stress you out. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes people ask me, but aren't you missing the real life? They're very common. But aren't you missing the real life? You say, what? What missing? What is a real life? Your life yeah. in New York or Paris or wherever, where you have to wake up with the damn alarm clock, yeah. put the children in the nursery, run, eat, get some fast food, and uh, to be cursed by a boss and so and rush <laughs> and so on and and the pollution and and all that shit. Sorry, <laughs> and that is a real life. But look around you. Look, look, look at the palm trees, the sea, the sand. Hey, look, I am. All the day long, all the year long, it was just a swimming pant, <laughs> barefoot with a swimming pant. And the, the real life is, is I'm sorry, I'm lost for civilization. You know? oh. <laughs> I am lost. I'm lost, definitely lost. But, uh, you know, the secret of happiness is to be happy with what you have. Mm-hmm. To be happy with what you have. And that's the secret of happiness. And. That is a problem of people living in, uh, in the civilization now because uh, all the economy push people to buy, to be willing this and that. You know, you know what Mark Twain said eh, one day. Mark Twain, you know, you know mm-hmm. obviously, Mark Twain said, "Civilization is an unlimited accumulation of unnecessary necessities," <laughs> and that's what we live actually. That's what we live. So, I better be here. <laughs> Doc, I see that uh, you've opened, we're sitting in your studio uh, right now, but I didn't realize it was also open to the public. And I see, you know, people coming in and admiring uh, your work. You mentioned also that you've shown in uh, other places, New York, Florida, any possibility of coming to our home of Washington, D.C.? If you find a gallery who wants to display my job, no problem. I have no problem, you know. Depending the year, I have, I am displayed in uh, three to twelve galleries uh, in the states, uh, Caribbean, Bahamas, and so and so. So I got no problem uh, about that. I just came back to one thing you said. Uh, you said that uh, you are praising, praising me, telling me that I am this and that. No, I'm not a doctor, a painter, and blah blah blah. To live here, you have to be as well an electrician. <laughs> you have to be a plumber. Yeah, yeah, that's very important, you know. Yes. <laughs> to be an electrician, a plumber, I am a sailor, I have to take care of my boat, you know. You have to be a bit of mechanic, you have to be everything, you know. A lot of people, well, probably, oh, that's fabulous paradise, I want to live here, how lucky you are. Say, hey, lucky, yes, but are you able to live here? 
I asked you the question. Yes. Are you able to live here yes. to let your parents, to let your children, to let the dogs, like the cats behind you, everything, to let all social relations, because here there is no social life, zero. Mm. There is no scapegoat. Mm. You know, when you two have an argument, you mm. can't go there, oh, I'll go shopping, nya, 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 nya. <laughs> no, there's nothing there. <laughs> That's just a big boat, you know. That's just a big, big boat, and there is no scapegoat. So living here, very few people are able to live here mm. because you must have this character you don't, you have, you enjoy. You don't have, I don't have, no problem. Mm. You must be a very strong couple, you know, very, very tight. You must be busy, busy, busy. What you will do if you stay here all the day long, eh? All the year long, huh? Mm. Not obvious. I go scuba diving. Yeah, but you scuba dive. You can't scuba dive all the day long, all the, all the year. Mm. Once you have scuba dived 200 times in the same place, you know, you don't go back anymore. I don't dive anymore now because I, I went to the river. And, it, and you know, now, each time I dive, it's getting worse. I see worse and worse. Mm. The corals are dying everywhere. There are less and less fish. Yeah. You know, there is a huge difference between uh, 17 years ago and now. It's a huge difference. So now it is no more what it is, what it was. So now I dive with my brushes, facing my, facing a painting. So do you you recall all of these images from the times you did dive when you paint? Where where do you get the these images from? These are commissions. This is a commission. Well, these are commissions. Anyway, um, ah. sometimes they are commissions, so I have to do what, but. Uh, It came from my imagination, you know, or from some memories. Mm -hmm. But when you paint an underwater scene, nobody give a damn if the fish is uh, like that or like that, you know? <laughs> okay? <laughs> nobody give a damn if the rock, uh, this rock is like that or just like that. Yeah. You know? Right. It's not a portrait. Mm. If I, I would be uh, uh, unable to paint your portrait because then you have to stick to the reality. Ships, ships, yes, yeah, the naval, yeah, the naval uh, all the marine things, that's quite different, you know, you, when you paint a boat, a ship with a mast, you cannot have the mast doing that, you know. Mm. But uh, to back to your question is, um, back to your question, um, it's mostly experience of diving and snorkeling, <laughs> and in a way I have a lot of documentation, because I can't remember... Uh, all the fish of all the of all the world, you know, how many scales they have, how many bones they have, you know, it's impossible. So I have a lot of documentation to, uh, to help me uh, to do the paintings. Uh, that's obvious. Uh, how many paintings would you estimate you have painted over the years? Oh, I can't tell you exactly. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because they all have carry a number, so now I think, uh, not exactly, but I forgot, 820 something. Holy cow. Wow. 820 or 30, I don't remember, something like that. They all have a number. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I published limited editions as well, you know, for many of them. You know, I have a book about 200, of, a choice of 200 things that uh, can be, um, they are printed in Florida, I mean, printed on canvas, print, and uh, we, ship all, we ship all over the world. Back in... 
your lovely wife, or I'll say your lovely wife's husband. <laughs> Thank you so much for welcoming us into your home today. You're always welcome. I just wish we have more time. After the break, we'll take you to one of the most beautiful places on Earth, Tobago Keys Marine Park. And um, fortunate for us, um, we've been able to use this as, as, as part of our marketing tool to get people coming here. And we are now promoting what, what we call Swimming with Turtles. Um, so you can go. Hopefully, I know you'll get a chance. I know we have some sightings already. You get a chance to at least have a snorkel and see some beautiful marine life underwater. Next, as World Footprints continues. Hi, I'm Johannes from Pretoria, Gauteng in South Africa. I love listening to you and I want you to support Ian Antonia at World Footprint Radio. It is exciting. Join award-winning World Footprints Radio, a leader in socially conscious travel for inspiring, entertaining, and educational shows. Meet well-known guests like Bobby Kennedy Jr., actress Stephanie Powers, director Ken Burns, David Rockefeller Jr., and other celebrities, newsmakers, and industry professionals who celebrate responsible travel, culture, and heritage, and support public diplomacy. Travel with us to unique places around the world, Join us in our efforts to raise awareness about environmental conservation and human rights issues and learn what you can do to leave positive footprints one step at a time. Visit our interactive and informative website, worldfootprints.com. Did you know that World Footprints has something for everyone? From great radio shows with celebrity guests and the latest travel news and information to dynamic travel deals and more. Make worldfootprints.com your first stop. Also, don't forget to visit the Travel Marketplace for sales on travel essentials and services. My father had prostate cancer. My grandfather, two great uncles, died from it. I wish I'd known about the family history, but it just wasn't talked about. My name's Lonnie. I had my prostate removed in May of 1995, and I'm still here. So there is life after prostate cancer. I'm living proof. One thing I would want to share with any man that thinks that he may have prostate cancer is, number one, get it checked. Secondly, you have time after the diagnosis. Read, learn, go talk with your doctor, and make some decisions. Because knowledge is power. It cannot be understated, you know. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer among men in Michigan. If you've been diagnosed, talk with your health care provider about your options and visit prostatecancerdecision.org today. Sponsored by the Michigan Department of Community Health, the Michigan Cancer Consortium, and the Michigan Association of Broadcasters. Seeking paradise? A little romance? Echo adventures or pristine waters and beaches? You'll find it all on the islands of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. A tropical paradise of 32 beautiful Caribbean islands is waiting to offer you endless possibilities. Experience a sailing paradise, explore uninhabited islands, or many quiet moments. I'm Tanya Fitzpatrick with World Footprints, and before you can just say, ah, you must discover paradise at discoversvg.com. My name is Luben Oliver. I'm from the tiny island, Beckway, the Mesonanigroenins. And I uh, want to wish you all the best for coming to Beckway, Tanya, and uh, Ian. I wish you a safe trip back. And when you go back home, tell all the wonderful people about Beckway. 
It's the only paradise in Cinnamon Senegalians. And I will encourage you to listen to Wall Footprint, the best in the world. Enjoy. And now, more of World Footprints Radio with your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to World Footprints. I'm Tanya Fitzpatrick. The Tobago Keys Marine Park here in the Southern Grenadines is a protected wildlife preserve of five uninhabited isles shielded by a giant horseshoe reef, considered to be one of the most scenic reefs in the world. Tobago Keys teams with wildlife and wild sea turtles and few places on earth can match the natural beauty as found here in the Keys. Let's explore this earthly slice of heaven with park ranger Les Roy Knoll. Well, here another piece of paradise, uh, Tobago Keys, which is world known for sea turtles. And I'm uh, happy to stand here with my new friend, our new friend, uh, Les Roy Knoll, who's the assistant manager of Tobago Keys Marine Park. Thank you so much for joining us here on World Footprints. And you're welcome, and we're happy to have you here on this beautiful piece of paradise. Indeed. Now tell us a little bit of the history of Tobago Keys. This is a kind of a nature sanctuary for sea turtles. Yes, it is. Um, Tobago Keys Marine Park um, in 1997 was declared by the government of St. Vincent and the Grenadine as a protected area, a, a marine park. Um, before that, in 87, it was, it was declared a conservation area. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, being declared a marine park, meant that we, we had to protect all the species and uh, all the terrestrial but marine species um, within the park. Um, in 2006, um, in the enforcement um, started in 2006. Even if it was declared in 1997, nothing never came on stream until 2006. Mm-hmm. And since 2006, we've been trying our best and we've been working very hard to protect this, this beautiful piece of paradise and to keep it in the best way, um, and natural, and natural, yeah. And when did you start protecting the sea turtles here? Were they um, natural to this this particular area? They are natural to this particular. Well, yeah. Well, I think turtles do move um, back and forth. Um, what we have here that is fortunate for us is that there we have a seagrass bed, um, and that's what the turtle eats. Mm-hmm. And there, there is one here on Baradal, um, and the turtle feed there. So. Uh, where there is food, people normally, you, you will go there to get food, so you will find there's a lot of turtles in that particular her, um, area. And um, fortunate for us, um, we've been able to use this as, as, as part of our marketing tool to get people coming here. And we are now promoting what we, what we call swimming with the turtles. Um, so you can go, hopefully, I know you will get a chance. Yes. I know we have some sightings already. You get a chance to at least have a snorkel and see some beautiful marine life underwater. How many turtles do you uh, estimate you have in this protected area? Well, one of the things that we started in 2010, we start tagging of turtles and um, so that we can keep account of what's there and, and how they move and so on. Um, we started over a two-week period in 2010, we tagged 98 turtles. Um, last year, 2011, mm-hmm. we did the same thing. We tagged 88 turtles. And um, this year, unfortunately, uh, we're actually tagging. We start, this is our, tomorrow will be our fourth day of tagging. We have already tagged um, over 20 turtles. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so um, any, any given day, you, if you're there in any given day, you can have 20, 30 sightings of, of, of turtles and mm-hmm. so on. Yeah. And I understand from some other visitors that they've seen uh, hatch, hatchlings. 
yes there um the beaches yes some of the beaches like this one and there is pity tabac and so on yes there mm -hmm. there's mm hatching -hmm. taking place now, uh, some of the turtles, or a lot of the turtles that you have here, actually have been nursed back to health from another organization that we interviewed, Brother King, from Old Hag Turtle Sanctuary. When did that relationship start? Uh, um, Watson King, from from back from Beckway. Yes. Um, well, the thing is, I'm not sure about the the the, the what what because honestly, um, there isn't a relationship as such. Um, he 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 has a sanctuary, and then he releases the turtles. Um, I have to track them as to where they go or so on. There's there's there's, there's no way of doing that right now. So we can system we can confidently say, well, okay, the turtles actually come here or, or they go there. You know, I don't think there is there is any way of presently mm -hmm. of tracking where the turtle goes when you release them into the sea. Right. Um, but what we know is that um, before 2006 um, or since 2006. The, the total population has increased significantly mm -hmm. here here in the park um, because one of the things is that before 2006 the fishermen used to fish here they lived here, they live on the islands actually and they used to fish here they used to camp mm -hmm. and they used to fish here because there was no enforcement but however since that time we've seen um, um, increase in the marine life, we've seen, you can see rays, you see fishes you know, anything, any species of, 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 of that is natural to this area, mm -hmm. you would you would see them around, around here. Now there's a, an island that we came through uh, when we started spotting some of the turtles. There were uh, private boats there, mm -hmm. um, which you mentioned have to pay a mooring fee to stay there. So this area is open to the public, but the the area that was roped off, what was right. the significance of that? Okay, the significant that's the that's the area where you where you where we. We roped it off so that we can make a barrier between the motos and the swimmers, because okay. in that area is where the, turtle, the turtles are. That's okay. the area that they're there. I mean, they're all over the park, but because the seagrass bed is there, mm -hmm. we want to protect that also. I see. Uh, so we 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 we, can't, we we don't want the motos motoring through there, and we don't want the yachts beyond that beyond that 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 cordon area, the cordon off area. Okay. Yeah. Some of the tracking that you've done, you know, the turtles that you've tagged, have you been able to track them back here after they've gone wherever they go? Not yet. You know, um, the thing is, we haven't we haven't reached that stage in terms of tracking and so on. As I say, it's a new it's a new initiative. Um, we work with Wildcats, and um, it's just a new initiative. So we haven't we haven't been able to track as yet. Mm -hmm. um, I, I cannot speak confidently on it because um, we have we have a, a separate department that deals with that. Um, we just headed by our marine biologist. Um, I will, he's not here today, so I can't answer all these questions about tracking and so on and what's the plan. Mm -hmm. and, but I know we we're working seriously on, on monitoring our turtles. And okay. um, as I said, the program started two years ago. So right now it involves tagging tagging the turtles and so okay. on. And I guess in the different phase we start, you know, mm -hmm. because I think I think there's a database that you you put all those information on. Um, so that um, you can track if, if one turns up wherever, wherever, because they're labeled when, when they're tagged, they're labeled and so on. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Now, a lot of our listeners are interested in volunteer travel opportunities. Does, uh, does this marine park, do you offer opportunities for volunteers to come and help you with? We, we, we are open to that, um, especially we, we have had some interest, some, some persons expressed interest, in term, especially with the turtle tagging and so on. Um, however, we haven't had any volunteers. Well, we, yes, the first the first time we tagged, there were stakeholders involved, right? But in terms of um, 
volunteers from, from other islands and so on. We haven't had that yet. There, there are, there are interests. I know there is a, there is a, a university that does some work in Saint Vincent. I can't remember the name right now, but they, they're hoping to come down to be at least to have at least one week, um, to volunteer. Um, with the target and so on, but we, we welcome volunteerism. We put our information out there. We, we have a website, tobagokeys.org. Um, you can go on there and, and, and maybe express your interest. We have Facebook, um, oh, everybody yeah, has Facebook. yeah, everybody has Facebook, so that's <laughs> that's one of our ways of getting the message out there. Okay. We, we, normally look, we, normally, we normally put our information out there, um, and we have had interest in terms of volunteering, so we, we would welcome definitely welcome that. Um, it's a good way for us to partner with other persons who, who want to be involved, and also it's a good way of getting persons to come to the islands. Sure, yes. sure. Now, have you partnered with other similar organizations who are involved with uh, turtle conservation, sea turtle conservation? Yes, yes, we have. We have. We have. We actually work in. There is a network that we we try to develop with, say, um, with all the marine parks in this particular space that would involve Saint Vincent and Grenada. Mm-hmm. Um, there are three marine parks. Um, there is um, Bosa Drew in, in Grenada. Um, there is the Sandy Island in Caracu. And there's the Tobago Keys Marine Park here in St. Vincent. So we try to work together on not only sea turtling, monitoring, monitoring programs and mm-hmm. so on. Um, and try to develop partnerships. Um, our training was done by Whitecast. It's a, I think it's an international organization. And they're involved in a lot of work with the sea turtles and so on. Okay. And they, they provided the training. Um, it was funded by under a project called the Opal Project, which is a, it's a it's an initiative by all the countries of the OECS, all the governments, and mm-hmm. and um, they received funding from the World Bank and other funding agencies, and um, they funded the training. Um, but the training was done by uh, by White Cast. Okay. And for those who are interested in coming to swim with the turtles, would they work through a, a hotel partner? For example, we've come from Palm Island Resort. So do you have that relationship with hotel partners? Or would they contact you directly? They, they contact us direct, directly. Yeah, um, we, we don't have necessary. We don't necessarily have, 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 have relationships like that. With, with not yet. We're hoping to build things like that. Um, but they can contact us. As I say, we have a website, tobagokeys.org. Um, you can go on send sending your information. You can email us. Uh, you can Facebook us also. Okay. Yeah. Are you on Twitter too? We are on Twitter. We just got on Twitter um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, we're not been using it yet. <laughs> we you know, but we we are we are on Twitter. Okay. We Twitter. We'll find you and we'll we'll uh, follow I'll, you on Twitter. Oh, definitely. I, I hope you do so. Lesroy, thank you so much, and we're looking forward to swimming with the turtles um, very, very soon, and uh, and to helping you further and raise awareness and your conservation efforts here. Well, we appreciate you coming here first and foremost. I must say thank you for, for already choosing this part and, and and choosing us to be with us, and we're we're happy that we're getting the message is getting out there, and and and, and that's why we we really appreciate people coming on board, persons like you, um, your husband, obviously. I'm really happy that. You came and you chose the Tobago Keys Marine Park. We're gonna get this. I, I guess your your blogs and, and your radio program is gonna be reached far and wide, and, and it's a good means for us to get persons coming here and also to help us with our monitoring monitoring programs. It's our pleasure. Thank you again. And you're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed our exploration of Palm Island and Tobago Keys here in the Southern Grenadines. And if you'd like to learn more about this region, 
and St. Vincent and other Grenadine Islands, visit discoversvg.com. And of course, if you want more of World Footprints Radio, including our World Footprints Travel Report, giving you the latest breaking travel news, visit us at worldfootprints.com. And while there, connect with us on our social networks and sign up for our newsletter. We're Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, and we wish you blue skies and purposeful travel that leaves positive footprints one step at a time. Hi guys, my name is Sandy Best, the Sandy Best from Lake Louise. Where's Lake Louise? It's in Alberta. Alberta's in Canada, Banff National Park, natural beauty. The only place you should go with is World Footprints Radio, because they spend their time looking at those special places that are not tourist traps, there are not thousands of people. For the best on the planet, go with World Footprints Radio. World Footprints Radio is a presentation of Travel and On Media Productions, LLC. All rights reserved.